practice, jerk practice, sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah. Jerk practice, jerk practice, sketch boys like to reminisce, yeah. Hey, welcome to jerk practice. We got Oscar on the mic. Hey, yeah, we do. Woo! Record scratch. Welcome to I'm Taboo L.A. Lhasa. Not coming, Kachi. I'm Hans. I'm Casey. You heard my man Henning introduce himself there. You guys ready for this? I think so. Are you? Yeah. I may be. Ready for what? The Lhasa? We going right into it hot, or we just gonna have a little chit chat before, a little foreplay before this? I mean, hot entree. It is L.A., and we, you know, you know, we gotta get sexy if if we're gonna get into the um, right, you know, the lossa, if you will. I'm I'm mad because Oscar stepped on my bit. He stepped on my bit. I was gonna sing an L.A. lossa song. Oh. Which I may still do. Please, well, oh. in we'll, lieu we'll, of an introduction, we'll have some banter. We'll have some banter, and then we'll lasa. Do that. Let's just make a noise for noises' sake. Why are you talking? Good rhetoric. Oh, good point. <laughs> what most Snap. people ask us, actually. Actually, yeah. <laughs> Why are you all still talking? Oh, that is <laughs> the truth. Through. <laughs> are you flapping your mouth then? Why so that was a question Hot got after his therapist listened to Kindle the episode. Why did you guys pass? Hey. I won't get into it, but she was actually very, very gracious. Might have a fan. Oh. Yeah. Very wonderful. Can you hear now, Ask? I'll check the comments. <laughs> well, you two, she has some serious concerns regarding you two. <laughs> <laughs> nothing beats real quick nothing beats being in that's like when your mom like she's like your friends though nothing beats being we, I, they can't stay over past sunday <laughs> nothing yes 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 being in a professional office of medicine and hearing so i listened to hot and husk episode hot and husk <laughs> <laughs> and 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 like I said, I won't get into it beyond that. But I was just like cracking up, and uh, I learned a lot about myself. That's I know I don't I I speak the truth as the truth, and that's a fucking truth. yeah. Holy shit! You Shoot. and you and Harvey <laughs> Weinstein got that cold dose of truth. Of just like here's what you've said and done. Easy. We're going to analyze it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think you need to be easy. I get where your analogy is, but just the the name within the analogy, even though they it makes sense where you both learn something about yourself. Many people learn things about themselves over their lifetimes. <laughs> Harvey Weinstein doesn't have that. <laughs> yeah, you and Harvey Weinstein have that in common. What? Yeah, What's the problem? Yeah. That was rough. I rough. mean, Socrates and uh, Genghis Khan, they did that too once, probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with Harvey Weinstein. And, <laughs> See, uh, I compared you to Socrates. Hitler was a vegetarian, too. So, so Socrates there you go. would be in the Socratin, if you will. There's no doubt about that. Oh, really? What'd he do? Um, There's a lot of young Grecians who have yeah. a lot to say about yeah, it. Like, Mr. Crates. Yeah, he was, you know. <laughs> Yeah, he weaseled his way in. They, you know, we weren't there. History 
is written by the historians and interpreted by later historians. Trademarked. Put that in the beginning <laughs> of your history book. Uh, <laughs> but also, also we are we are heard. Socrates was brought to trial because he was corrupting the youth. Now, mm. and, and, and it was the, it was the yes, that sounds very uh, uh, rebellious and punk rock. But really, I think it might have been the parents like, uh, you know what? Guys, if it were a later time, they'd be like, I think we need to have a petition where if you don't have a kid, you can't be in the park. I mean, that's, do you think? Because who is this guy? And like the kids, they're like, what's he talked to you about? They're like, oh, well, didn't you know, like, we could all be in a dog's dream. And they're like, all right, all right, all right. No, okay, okay. Woof, woof. <laughs> I didn't fight the Punic War. You could go around talking about being a dog's dream. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, like, he doesn't even have a dog. Oh, are he probably? You know he did. A real mint, a little chihuahua. Probably three of them. That was only, That was when he called his mom. <laughs> Keep him away from Socrates. Yeah. <laughs> and Socrates, like Epstein. Instead of, you know, mm. transferring from Rikers, a little, uh, what do you take? Parsley root? What was it? Um, a little hemlock. Hemlock. Hemlock, right. Hemlock. That's kind of a rocker name for a child, don't you think? You don't hear that one. What do you think, hemlock? Oscar? Hemlock? Would that be a cool name? A nickname? A name? Do you want that for as a name? nickname? Uh, no. Uh, I think it's pretty good. Hey. It sounds like a name. Yeah. Oh, stink. What what about Henlock? Henlock. It's like headlock, but only henning. See? Like a head. Like you're headlocking your hen. That sounds rad to me. Headlock is a really cool name, Oscar. Well, I could headlock. Want me to headlock this hen? See, yes. Well, that didn't work out too well for Socrates. Who, headlock? The henlock. Mm. Easy on the noogie. So I think Headlock, unfortunately, while it's a cool nickname, if you're getting that nickname, it's because you did something really dumb. Like you got your head stuck in a bleacher. <laughs> Here comes Headlock. Gotcha. It's not because you're good at headlocks. Or if you fell off a six-footer onto your mom, and then you're like, let's name our kid Headlock. Yeah. Well, it's Joe Madison. Ooh. We got an insult comic over here. West Coast side. Quarantine him. Quarantine him. Oh, yeah. He's got the old sass mouth virus. He's he's spitting disease. Quarantine. Yeah, talking itis, but Henning has pre-existing conditions. <laughs> like the old man back. The old, the old man. man. Oh, oh, it's man. old Grandpa Smith. Oscar giving away all my medical maladies here. <laughs> this is feeling. private information. Let's tap on your teeth to see if they're sturdy. Oh my god, oh. you too. Now, now it's on my weak teeth? <laughs> oh. Henning, you need to go, go for his gun. Go for his gun. They're receding. 
Worse than the French in World War Two. Boom. Au revoir. Au revoir. I'm right Speaking of France, they closed. Speaking of you two touching each other's teeth, they closed <laughs> Italy. Just a heads up. Maybe you take it easy on the old teeth scraping. They closed the country to last night. Oh, so that means no more baguettes? <laughs> Baguettinis, yes. <laughs> so you get a bag, then you put a baguette in it? Baguettinis. Baguettinis, make them small. Little teeny baguettinis. I need a teeny baguettinis, please. I don't think he's really Italian. <laughs> no, I don't like my teeny baguettinis. <laughs> I like everything small. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the bell. There we go. We're working, We're working on a bit, guys. Move accurate. over. Make way. What do you guys? What do you make of that, Oscar? What do you make of this soul um, disease culture we're hearing about right now? Mm-hmm. How has it affected your life? Uh. It didn't even affect my life. It's gonna affect his though. He's gonna be like this blah 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 every second of his life, even when he's snoring. Yeah, that's me, alright. Blah blah blah. Stop talking. Blah blah blah. That's what I always called him. Windface McGee over here. Windlock. Never stops. Billy Bob Joe over here. We'll Hello, Bob. Do you uh do you still go into school, Oscar? Yes. And daycare. Yes. Okay. No closures yet, huh? But you are washing your hands a lot. Yes. Twenty seconds. Thoroughly. Twenty seconds. Yes. Sing yourself a song while you do it. Yes. What's the song? Do you do that? Henny, don't wash his hands, You, no. you heard count. about the toothbrush. Henny brought it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't raw bat meat from Wuhan. It was a toilet yeah, brush from Brooklyn. Toothbrush to Wuhan. <laughs> that was maybe that toothbrush was the was patient zero. Yeah, maybe like it, it ended up in a junk <laughs> pile in Wuhan and somebody was picking through computer parts. Got a That's stick. the Pixar movie I want to see. Henning Wally-esque Patient Zero toothbrush, just like wrapped in a burger wrapper. I'm lost in the strange world. I would love to see a Pixar movie where Henning was like, oh, I'm lost in the world, and the only thing I can use is my glasses. Here, Rock gave, I'll give you my glasses for better eyesight, Rock. So the Rock is a character? Yes. You know, I could, Oscar, I can see that winning like, an Academy Award for the most artistic short. Henning on a junk pile, yeah. befriending a rock, giving him, like, Henning's, like, befriends this rock. Hmm. And then he takes the glasses off because he's hallucinating because he hasn't eaten, so he puts the glasses on the rock. And then Henning can't see very well, so his vision kind of morphs and the rock becomes alive, and they have a little. Oh, yeah. Adventure. Just a short, though. You're not giving him the full feature. 
That would be tough. Hans, but... Hans doesn't think your idea is good enough for a, a 90 minute movie. He doesn't make the editorial cut. And I don't think your drawings can make the editorial picture. Well, you haven't seen my are... drawings. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Spicy bum. That's right. Spicy tiny. Every like everything a tiny. That's uh that's our motto here on on Jerry Practice too. If it, if we're if there's an empty <laughs> space, just fill it with a stereotype. Right fill it with something a little racy. Do it for the love, yeah. Meep. Lovely fellas. You bag of you oldest professions. <laughs> you of oldie professions, you old Socrates, you. Look at this. Oscar is completely blocked. I'm still here, you know. That's true. He's monopolizing the microphone. <laughs> no, you are. You oh, are. <laughs> you are actually getting monopolizing it. I, for some reason, as we kind of, um, uh, uh, let's see, uh, scandalize Socrates. I keep picturing him with his long toga, like being very uh -huh. philosophical and teaching the kids, and then the camera kind of backs behind, and the, his toga's tucked into like a nice tight pair of jean shorts. He's got cowboy <laughs> boots on. Skateboarding. <laughs> Slingshot in his back pocket. <laughs> listens to his harp a little too extra loud. If it's if it's not De if it's Dennis the Menace, then it's Socrates the. Oh, who's his Mister Wilson? The I guess the establishment. Uh, yeah. Mister Rogers. I guess what was the what Senate. was Greece? Uh, <laughs> was Greece a Socrates? Um, was it Greece had three leaders? I forget the name of it. It wasn't an oligarchy, was it? Is oligarchy well, the leaders of I guess it depends on which era, Hans. Was it the era of city states in which each city state governed itself? Oh boy. Hey, I'm trying to monopolize you. I, I what, wasn't it? It was pretty close to democratized, right? They had a house, they had a, a, a house of bodies, and then a. Did Greece have a. Ipso facto leader? Did they or did they have two leaders and then a house body? I mean, the Romans did, and they had the, the eventually had the triple leaders when it was all broken. The empire was broken. Mm. I guess I don't know enough about Greece. I think it was I mean, one of those where you're only you only participate in the democracy if you're rich, landowning, yeah. non-slave, all that. I think so, we need one. We need 303, and that should just address all the the leadership stuff. No sexy fighting, no naked women, just a bunch of white guys in togas getting mad at Socrates for running down the my alley too, lap, too late at night. Boomboxing. Beatboxing. <laughs> that's because that's Socrates is like Xerxes in the first 300. It's just this big, imposing, like... Ruffian that's raiding my garden. <laughs> Get out of my crab apples, Barnes! Yeah, he definitely. Um, that's my water. <laughs> Coronavirus. Yeah, big time. Corona. You guys are in. The Get out of my water, zone. Socrates! <laughs> really ladling our waters. 
talking so much trash around the old well. That's the community well, Socrates! Okay, shall we get started on Lhasa? Yeah. I think so. Okay, you can do that. <clears throat> Did you watch your 15 minutes of L.A. Law like we told you? <laughs> oh, if he did, you couldn't stop him from talking. Getting to this mic. No, oh. oh, sorry. All right, I'll do the intro. I'm just gonna rip off our intro. Lasa, Lasa, Sketch Boys and Justin Buttigieg like to watch TV. Oh yeah, nice. Have you figured out his name? What's his name? Chastin Buttigieg. Ooh, I thought it was... C-H-A-S-T-E-N. However you say chat, it was Chastin. I'm glad Chastin. you took that, because I have <laughs> Justine written down. <laughs> well, sadly, you're not too far off. Well, there's nothing wrong with Chastin. Actually, there's a lot wrong with... I know we're in Taboo L.A. Lhasa, but there's a lot wrong with... Chastin's husband. Yes, I yes, I know. Uh Clovis Chunks, husband's wife, her, Cory Booker, the hooker. Kamala Harris, you embarrass me. Yes. (laughs) I'll say what I said to Leland. Our fear our 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 ideals have given way to fear. And cush positions in a, in a presidency that will never, ever happen. Ridiculous. Oh, I like to go down that road. So what we're talking about, and we will talk Lhasa, is the 2020 uh, Democratic primary. Because um, uh, I'm sure everybody's interested in hearing what our asses have to say. But well, I will say this. Say. There has been a lot of game change since we have last spoken and since we've last spoken all of a sudden the biggest boob next to the one in the white house has catapulted then dennis the menace slingshotted into this front runner position but not only that like to this like exalted position of like our last great hope our only hope help me sleepy joe kenobi you're my only hope. He really is Sleepy Joe Kenobi. It, he is Sleepy Joe I, I, Kenobi. He, he used the mind trick on everybody because everybody forgot about all his crazy stories about how yes. pop, he made fun of popcorn at the swimming pool. And then him and the janitor were going to chase him out with a chain. I sent you guys a gif. Like, this is so long ago and so much has happened. There is something that's good. He, he did kiss a lot of women's the back of their heads. Hey, and yeah. you know what? We all have problems. I mean, that's like the least of which, but the most of which to me is one. Uh, I keep saying, and I know it's, I know it is exaggerated, but I really don't. Verna likes to remind me. I don't know how much it is. The people that need help in this country are not mm-hmm. going to get any more help from a Joe Biden than they are from a Donald Trump. I don't think that's true. I mean, I want to believe it, and he will have my vote, but, like, he's such... I mean, I don't think that's true. He'll... It's exaggerated. He's 
he's a water, whatever candidate for me, sure, but he won't be actively destroying the government like Trump is. No, but he's... We'll get a lot of good stuff. Just Oh, that, that's my... Th- thank you, Henry. You're right. Here's what, here's what I think will happen. Our country and our government has been so fucked up that we think... Because I don't think he's going to give us anything. I think you make a good point. Mm-hmm. He's going to hopefully ensure that the little bit we have that we got long before Trump isn't taken away. And I think that's important. But we've gotten to the point where our complacency, or it doesn't even feel like complacency, like we are gung-ho for the status quo. And that really, really sucks. Like we were scared. We're scared of the guy who's progressive and, and woman. Yeah. Um, we're like, we're like, fuck it. You know what? We're cool. Just don't take the shit we have and, and we won't, we won't bother you. Instead of being like, I want, like, I want the things I'm like, entitled to as a member things. of a first world country, like, or as a member of the human race. And I know that's privileged saying it, but it's like, we've like, we were like, we got really close in my opinion. Nothing's happened yet, but we got really close to somebody mm-hmm. that's like, like going to fight on our side with a few, a couple people to us backing off and being like, you know what? You know what? All right. We, we got too close to the fire. Let's back off. Yeah. I think we can ride this guy in and we'll be safe. Am I, am I, well, am no, I too much I'm of a Bernie you. bro here? Cause no, I, I, I will say, I, I, I will admit that I would, I would fit in the category of Bernie bro, but I feel like you need somebody and like when the American system works the best is when someone pulls it out of the fucking middle lane that it's in. Yeah, right. Like Bernie has these these bigger ideas, and Warren had these bigger ideas, and I, I they're not they would never be able to do them exactly as they pitched them. Yeah. But it pulls the conversation, it pulls the argument, it pulls the fight more towards the likelihood that we get a little bit more fairness. And like, that's the beauty of the American system. Like, and then if someone like a Trump or like a Reagan, they want to pull it to the right, the system like, like gets it less right. Yeah. It keeps it in the center. But if you just have someone who moves in that like two yard, like two inch, two yard lines just doesn't go. It's just never, nothing's going to really change yeah i mean that's that's how i felt about uh hillary clinton at the time in in 2016 too too moderate too over to the starting in a in a not great position to actually get what you want starting with too much compromise Mm -hmm. uh and i can't believe i'm i'm defending joe biden here but i guess i'll be that take that position i wanted i wanted bernie too but um his positions have moved his his positions have moved so much to the left that they're they're beyond what obama was offering at the time and they're they're and i that's because of bernie probably bernie and warren so pulling it that way but i think at least he's i don't think you can call him uh an appeaser or a like a like too too middle he's he's gonna if if he does what he says he's gonna do all of his positions are way left 
so compared to sorry. what the conversation was four years ago. So here's um, what I see in that. Well, like if we talk about him being more, pro- it's all relative. If we talk about his platform mm-hmm. being more progressive than Barack Obama's, it's not fair because it's a, like Casey was talking about the pull, the pull of the powers from the right, left, and center. Barack Obama was coming from this extremist. It's hard to think about it now. Mm-hmm. A conservative right. So his platform was so progressive, and yeah, and and it really wasn't. But it was just the appearance of such. And and he was running on a lot more. He was running on Medicare for all, as I as I recall. Um, I, yeah. I don't know if he said he got commandeered by the insurance company I mean, for sure. Um, so that's one is he might be more progressive than Obama, but it the the. The 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 pull has gone so much even farther. I wouldn't call it conservative right, but a new type of right we haven't seen alt right. Let's call it alt right, alternative right, right. Um, <laughs> that um, where Joe Biden is like it's not pulling it back far enough. Somebody brought this up, like I said, when I went and saw Cornell West, and who was speaking as a surrogate for Bernie Sanders. Somebody brought up the point of when they were when Hitler was really starting to seize power. They were still uh, there was still an election cycle coming up when they were electing people into whatever their I Henning, you might know better than their parliament or their house or whatever, their elected officials. And they had a lot of people that were running far left against the the fascist movement that was going on. And everybody saw what we don't know is people saw dangers in, in Hitler's potential autocracy somewhat. So but they saw people so far left as a danger too, as socialists, right? Because of the way they were labeled and because of what was campaigning against. So they went, we got to go moderate here. We got to go center lane. And what they did is they went in the center, the people that played it safe, right? But these are the same people that continued to play it safe after they were elected and didn't push back much and eventually just joined the party and saved their own. Just for fucking Nazis. Right. Yeah, because um, the Nazis were socialist in name only because it was a sexy name to get fucking right. the poor people to help them get into power. And then they're like, yeah, you know what? Fuck you. And it is apples Go and oranges. Go fight in a war, you poor. It is apples and oranges, but let's – I and and again, I, you're right, I mean, I would rather vote for Joe, Joe Biden and not lose the shit we have and, and, and really support him if I – if it comes to that in hopes of pushing him – to getting us things we don't. And that's why I think it's so fucked up that all these other candidates are now backing him because the way we mm-hmm. get him, we need to tell him now that, Hey, like we supported yeah. Warren. We supported Joe. Uh, we supported um, Bernie. We support Bernie Sanders. We support Andrew Yang. We support these much more progressive candidates because of these ideas. So if you want our vote, you need to, come towards us a little bit as well because you want our vote yeah. for sure right. like show a little inclusion on his super tuesday speech he did say oh, a few things that rubbed me the wrong way but mostly like the he's saying something like the people who voted have shown have told us that they want someone who's tough on climate change someone who's who wants to continue obamacare obamacare not scrap it and he ended with someone who is a real Democrat, and that yeah, yeah, that really hurt me. 
So and what always like, bothers me was obvious kick in the face to to Bernie, of course. 100%. And if he wants those, at some point, is he better start building it? That's right. Using thing. the term, that's right. The idea of like it's not a revolution; it's an election. And they're using this idea, and they're making people who are just like, you know what? Excuse me, I'd like to raise my hand. I don't like what's happening because it's not working for me. Exactly. Like I hate the fact that. Buttigieg and Biden and, and uh, Klobuchar nailed anybody who was just like, no, this isn't fair. Can we talk about this? Like, no, it's a re- you're, you're a revolutionary. You're crazy. That's a crazy idea. Like, that is unconscionable to me because that is not a conversation. You're not hearing what we're at. Like, I'm not asking for us to burn the fucking White House down and install the fucking, like, workers party like i'm just asking can we spend the fucking tax money that i pay that's on things that matter to me that's all right that's not revolutionary that's a fucking like can we balance this fucking checkbook that's like i don't want to buy more tanks oh you're a revolutionary stick a flower in it fuck off chastain's husband started off his first debate by defending Bernie Sanders, essentially, or at least pivoting when they were talking about socialism, which is such bullshit when you say democratic socialist, which is a fine, it has such a toxicity to it. You can just call him a Democrat because democracy is inherently socialist. It just is. So you can just call yourself a Democrat if you want, or if we weren't such pansies, you could call yourself a socialist and you could run as the only alternative to Donald Trump, and you don't have to put a D by your name, but the way our system works, which our first leader warned us against, is it's a two-party system. But that being said, Chastain... I wouldn't say... Go ahead. Go ahead. I wouldn't say democracy is inherently uh, socialist, but government is. Maybe that's a better way of saying it, because anytime you get together and gather funds and try and do stuff for the most amount of people at a bulk rate, that's some element of socialism. We just want more of that. And we yeah. have a democratic government. There's Democracy can... Socialism too. Like, <laughs> okay, well, maybe you're talking... things about unionization. Little D, dem- Democrat versus Big D. Yes, I'm yeah. sorry. Yes, I am. I, I, you're absolutely right. Um, Chastain's husband, he made a good point, and then he fucking got scared the same way the electorate's getting scared, the same way all the candidates are getting scared. He got scared, but his initial point was, what does it matter if – because they asked, what, Bernie, what are you going to do, essentially, paraphrasing, what are you going to do when Donald Trump comes at you and calls you a socialist? And Bernie's like, well, I'm going to tell him that the roads you drive on are socialist programs and this and that or whatever his answer was. Mm-hmm. And then Pete said, you know, that's not even the point. Whoever the Democratic candidate is running against Donald Trump, he will call a socialist. So let's drop it. Yeah. And they fucking got scared. And all they do now is hammer Bernie on that shit. That's it. And Warren. Uh, it's because they hammered her with it as well. It's just money. It's just fucking money. Every single one of those fucking assholes who fucking turn tail against them. It's because they want to keep their fucking jobs. Or it's just that ones. easy. Yeah. You don't or think get you... new ones that pay money. Sure. Elizabeth Warren was never going to be the candidate because the fucking banks hate her right bernie sanders 
is probably not going to be the candidate because the same fucking people hate him too. They're going to lose money. And sadly, the Democratic fucking party is Silicon Valley and the fucking banks. Yeah, 100%. So this, this fucking election is about fucking slightly liberal rich people against slightly conservative rich people. That is fucking it. That is the end of it. And that's why fucking Michael Bloomberg just like folded up his table because he he got to spend nearly half of like a quarter of a billion dollars, two hundred fifty million dollars. He's gonna get a fucking tax break on that shit. Oh yeah. And Absolutely. he got to make Joe Biden look great, and he looks cool, and he's fine. Right. Like it's it's it's, it's, it's but it's gross. not a it's not part of the government. It's a club. Democratic Party is a fucking club. They are a frat that has got in the way of governing as its Republican Party. There could be 10 different candidates for president, but they have fucking put a chokehold on it. And you, you're not allowed to the table unless you go through them. Unless we get third or fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh fucking party. It's I hard think, work. It sucks. Yeah, I don't think it's very conspiratorial that the Democratic Party chooses who they want to run their club. It's pretty out in the open here. Um. I'm going to push up, push back on that a little bit. I don't, <laughs> I think, it, I mean, the vote happened as it did. If Bernie had gotten most of South Carolina, we'd be in a totally different vote right now. I don't know why everyone seemed to change their mind from those first, uh, north, north, northeastern states and Iowa and stuff. Um, but I, I think you don't need to, invoke a conspiracy theory beyond for these people lining up behind him, all the, the former candidates lining up behind him, except that there are legitimate uh, concerns about is he going to be able to beat Trump if he's labeled a socialist? I think they're just scared. Yeah. Not, not necessarily. I don't in the think pocket. Joe Biden can beat Donald Trump. I don't think that's possible. Yeah. I don't want to be like an argument to make, but, Apparently, a lot Donald of Trump is gonna kick the fucking shit out of him on a televised debate. It's gonna be like Nixon Kennedy, just like that's Donald Trump is made for that. Uh, we'll wait and see because uh, Joe Biden's gonna debate Bernie Trump or Bernie oh, yeah. Trump, Tomorrow. Bernie Sanders. Yeah. I guess. We'll call him Bernie Trump. Bernie Trump. Well. That's what everybody else. Bernie is Trump. Him. There's one more debate. They'll debate, and then we'll see. But Biden has not been like he's been attacked. But there's 50 other fucking candidates before that. Like, I think Trump's going to take him to task and anybody else is just going to be like, yeah, fucking nerd. It's just going to be Hillary all over again, except it's an old white guy. So I I would here's where I think. So I think Biden. I don't think Biden automatically beats Trump the way people are thinking it. And you're seeing you're seeing it in polls. You're seeing it in polls and polls we can all call bullshit on because polls had Hillary yanking trump's dink all the way to the sure. white house and it didn't happen and so and again not to be sour grapes but those, those same poll polls had bernie bernie was the front yeah, runner absolutely. until super tuesday and there's still so polls just, out there that say not for me. so i but i also do think joe biden can beat donald trump as well i think that's a scenario as well i think we are and henning you make a good point i keep talking about he he wiped the floor with um, um, 
Bernie Sanders in South Carolina, and that was a big turning of the tide. Um, there are a lot of factors there that contribute to that. It has to do with he beat Bernie in places that Bernie won before. Like yes, big t- Oklahoma, yeah. But that was after the endorsement, so I, I'm putting a lot of stuff on endorsements. But um, I think I think we're forgetting because of this big push, and I mean they are saying it's pretty. Um, it's it's kind of a something not seen before, like this big shift. Biden is a bumbler a lot, like Biden and Biden plays by the rules, the political established rules. And you can argue a lot of things, but that is true. That's why he's been in the club for so long, not the Democratic club, but the Washington club. And Donald Trump Mm -hmm. does not at all. So when Joe Biden goes out there, here's here's how we can see if if um, here's how we can see what will happen. Here's a here I'm calling it right now. Election. Mm-hmm. First debate. Donald Trump, Joe Biden. Will Joe Biden go out there and extend his hand for a handshake? First thing. Yes. Let's find out. I yeah. think he will. That's of the, course he will. That's the end of the that's the end of the line. You totally right call there, I never maybe. thought about it, but it'll be an hour long handshake because neither <laughs> wants to show weakness. Joe Biden will laugh when Donald Trump says crazy shit. He'll go, yeah. this guy, this guy <sighs> it's not funny. Like the shit he'll say, He's he'll say it. Bumble. It'll be so like, insane that Joe Biden's response will be to laugh and then and then have a, a reasonable comeback. You wouldn't have that with Bernie. You sure wouldn't have that with Warren. Mm-hmm. Fuck no. They would, they would yeah. be appalled and they would let the audience know it. You know what I mean? Well, like, I kind of also fall fall back to that old it's an old political chestnut you hear every election, and it's sort of just like uh, Joe Biden. It's it's going to be outsider versus insider again, and I think uh, Joe Biden's voted on so many bills. He's been pinned down to so many things. That crime bill that they nailed Hillary Clinton on. That's Joe Biden's fucking crime bill. Right. Oh, yeah. The fucking super predator crime bill. Like, I'm just like, it's that old adage. Like, I don't know. I like, I may be telling you guys a different tune on November 9th, but I still think Donald Trump holds that, like, hold of, like, I'm still an outsider, even though he's been there for four years. And he's made so much shady money off of all of us. Like, he still holds that thing that rings so true. And, like, Joe Biden just looks like a tired old Washington dude because he's a fucking tired old Washington dude. Bernie's a tired old Washington dude, but he's got a little bit more weird roughness to him, so he doesn't quite fit that mold. And I promise you, and I I am a Bernie supporter, I've stepped back from... um, putting him on a pedestal because we shouldn't put politicians on pedestals. They work for us. They, you know, they, yeah. Bernie's doing the right thing. In my opinion, he's, he's attempting mm-hmm. to look out for more Americans than Donald Trump or Joe Biden is. Um, that being said, I guarantee you if they were like, uh, H, um, you go back there and, uh, if Bernie, you know, like you want to go back and meet Bernie, I'd probably walk away and be like, Ugh, that was kind of uncomfortable. Ugh. And then they sure. were like, H, um, Joe Biden was, do you want like five minutes back there with Joe Biden? I guarantee you I'd walk out of the room and be like, 
I think we're best. I think we're best buds. Sure. Like that's the coolest yeah. guy I've ever met. He's got that Bill Clinton magic. Oh yeah, he's a he's a but charismatic like, guy, which is important. But it's also a mm-hmm. it's also a trait rather than a um um uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a character trait rather than a um uh, an attribute rather than a positive attribute, in my opinion. But. Yeah. My very humble, mm-hmm. trademarked, dumb, dumble opinion. Yeah. My very dumble opinion. No, and it's like, I'm just like you, Hans. Like, I like Bernie. Like, I have to take him down from the pedestal. He has succeeded in so many ways by being in the modern era. Yeah. Like, he is, like, using technology and, like, connection and the internet and, like, just building that grassroots with the money. Like, it's so impressive. But he doesn't have that Twitter fucking political he doesn't make it sexy like yep. oh shit like he doesn't cut like in the debates like kamala harris did it. uh you know warren did it like those moments like he doesn't have those memeable moments and, and I, sadly that's the fucking part of it now and in all honesty, he's a print man he's not even a radio man he's succeeding <laughs> the age of the fucking pamphlet there's also no doubt that elizabeth warren should be the democratic nominee they're, they're, it's just absolutely everybody yeah, yeah. understands like that she's as progressive as bernie and she's she's not as acerbic but she also seems to um, be more um pragmatic regarding her progressivism mm-hmm. the only reason yeah. the only reason she is not the hands like way heads above tail, whatever you want to say, leader, front runner in this is because she's a woman, and that is because people are scared that a war that I wasn't going to quote woman. People are scared that a woman can't beat Donald Trump. The only reason she's not the front runner right now is this bullshit electability, which brings us back full circle. Ele- electability argument, which brings us back full circle, is that uh, ideals have given way to fear. That's it. Ideals of no, and I the think electability it, argument. And her electability argument is just she didn't like uh, 2016 sucked so bad for a lot of people. Like she just kind of didn't do anything. She didn't really say anything. She just supported Hillary. Like she needed to do something in 2016 because I think that just fucking stopped any type of like outsider spark you needed to stand up to Donald Trump like yeah like sadly it is it's it would it would have it would have been harder for a woman candidate against Trump which is disgusting to say but like but I'm not saying none of the the candidates that were in the primary couldn't have done it I just didn't see that I don't know like because he's just fucking Twitter. He's just a fucking, he's a game show host. But if you're going against a game show host, you have to you have a little hook. Like, something's you know, on top of your morals and your you know who time would, in office. I don't know. Why you know who would uh, crush it against Donald Trump in a debate? Corbin Burnson. Oscar. As a lawyer uh-huh. in L.A. No <laughs> yeah. doubt about it. Slick as nails, whatever that means. A slick nail. Sharp as so we need the like 
Tabula, L.A. Rossa, Sketch Boys, and Justin Bidget like to watch TV. Oh, yeah. That, that is a beautiful song, Casey, and it brings me to my first yeah. point. Of course, we're talking L.A. Law. We all watched the pilot. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, and this is a pitch to the audience and also Justin Judge. Husband not invited. He can come. And Husband not invited. He, can, he can, listen can listen in the background. <laughs> he can be shushed. Right. You just uh, have to retract that Biden um, s- support, and then you can come on. Then we'll give you a segment at the end. You get a cold tag. Um, <laughs> that that song, Casey, brings me to my first point about L.A. Law and what I miss about shows of that era. That music is fucking Awesome. It's off the chain. Do you guys want a little back? Do you need a little backgrounder for the era? I'd love to set the table. Yeah, please. All right. Well, I got a got a little exact. Tuck it in. So I'll give you a little background. What we're talking about is a little TV show called L.A. Law, which aired. Let me find my note. uh, On September fifteenth, nineteen eighty-six. Okay. So here's the backgrounder for the show. Co-created by Stephen Bochco, this classic law series set in the ritzy L.A. law firm where caffeine, I love that, I was like, they chose ca- caffeine, caffeine and ego-driven meetings frequently veer from diverse cases into the hectic and neurotic personal lives of its very large staff. Winner of 15 Emmys, it followed Bochco's successful Hill Street Blues formula of multiple finely textured storylines and its office politics and romances. There's plenty of passion and posturing in and out of court. And this is smart assemblage show that assemblage. has also, also assemblage. Assemblage. LA assemblage. So that's the backgrounder for the show. I can, which aired on a Monday on NBC on September 15th, 1986. So it was a Monday under the sign of Virgo. U.S. President was Ronald Reagan. <laughs> okay. Sure, sure. Famous famous people born on this day, Jenna Marbles and Heidi Montag. Don't know either one of those people. Montag means Montag. Uh, in, in that special week of September in the U.S. that they were listening to Stuck on You by Huey Lewis in the News and in the UK, this one's amazing. This is a jerk practice band. The song by the Communards. C O M M U N A R D S. I've never heard of the Communards. That's the third part. Which was a top which was a top five hit. Uh the most watched movie to that date at that time was a movie called Tough Guys, directed by Jeff Canoe. And I looked it up because I was like, why the fuck do I know Tough Guys? Tough guys. Wait, the biggest movie ever at that point? That year. movie of September. Oh, that year. The day that L.A. Law debuted. The hottest movie with Tough Guys. And I'll give you a description because it hit home to me because this was on one of our bootleg HBO tapes. So I watched this movie at least 10 times when I was a kid and I had no idea. So it's called Tough Guys. Starring Burt Lancaster and Kurt Douglas. Wow. Uh, so, yes. Yeah, so, here's the editorial review from Amazon. Hollywood legends Burt Lancaster 
and Kurt Douglas star in this upbeat, action-packed comedy adventure. Uh, they're both set free after 30 years in prison because they were train robbers. Uh, they discover they have a lot of catching up to do when they get out and face high-tech, new-wave whirlwind of the lifestyle of the 1980s. So, yeah, it's sort of like it's an Encino Man, but with Golden Age Hollywood guys. But they were train one robbers of the, of the 1950s? They were fucking train robbers. And spoiler alert, that's how the movie ends, is they get their zoot suits out of fucking, like, a footlocker, and they rob a train again with Tommy guns. And then find out they don't, like, have gold on trains anymore. It's just, like, grain. And they go back to fucking jail. Nobody robs trains in the 50s. Yeah, but they're from the 30s, I guess. (laughs) I guess they caught them. It's it's Encino Man. Burt Lancaster works at Baskin Robbins and then uh, overserves a fat kid. Because he's like, what do you guys eat? You just eat candy today? How about this? And he just dumps a bunch of gummy bears on this fat little Jewish actor's dessert. That's funny. So we got tough guys. Oh, yeah, tough guys. Caffeinated so, yeah, law that firm. Was, tough guy. Caffeinated law firm. Uh, yeah, I have the TV Guide episode description, but it makes it probably about as little sense as the first 15 minutes do. Which is all I watched, by the way. Did you guys I, watch the whole thing? I watched 15 and one second. <laughs> Thank God, you guys. <laughs> Thank God. I watched 27 minutes and I felt so guilty because, Henning, you sent a message out saying, you guys better be lossed. And I was like, fuck, I haven't even watched my 15 minutes. And I was like, I felt if the I'm pitch lossed, that means two hours. So I watched 27 minutes. The pitchfork can be an hour. It turned out the pilot was 90 minutes, right? Or you only watch 15 minutes at a time. So I was, I'm at a cliffhanger at 15 minutes and one second. I don't know what's so, going to happen in the next 15 minutes. I watched the first 15 minutes. I clicked an hour in, watched three minutes, an hour in, and then I watched the last three minutes. Oh, so I know how it ends. you must abstain from the conversation then. I know how it ends. And it's, <laughs> I mean, uh, Okay, so first of all, here's something very nice. I'm watching the show The Outsider on HBO. You guys familiar with it? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, won't, I yep. don't need to oh, get yeah. into it very much other than it's it's a really great show. It's based on a Stephen King novel. And what I've really enjoyed about it is my willingness rather quickly to suspend my disbelief and just under mm-hmm. just love the noir aspect of it and not because I watch so many like forensic shows and everything like i caught myself early on and being like no way that doesn't make sense they wouldn't do that in yeah. in this police station this i was like no let it go like it lets the story and the narrative flow so much better if you just relax a little bit understand that that's pretty uh out of the norm for a crime like that but just let it go and so with la law i went into it the same way and i did that at about minute four when I was like, what are these fucking assholes doing? Pulling this rigor mortied body out without a body bag, just like pumping oh, yeah. it like oh, a couple you're getting furniture ahead of yourself, sir. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, you talked to. about the the opening. The traffic? So it's September 1986. We're tuning into NBC at probably around, what do you guys think? This is a nine o'clock show? Two hours? Eight, eight o'clock. 
8 o'clock. So it's a little late. I thought this was a Fox show solely based on the 15 minutes. What do you think, Henning? What's the spice uh, factor? I don't know. Looking at it now, I, I would have said CBS. I was going oh, NBC. On how NBC. old I felt watching it. NBC. But it's NBC. And, uh, yeah, and so we open on a LA highway, the hustle and bustle, the hot mm-hmm. morning, car accidents, people screaming at each other. The worst. And then over the radio. Morning time DJ on the radio. Oh, not D. Chuck D from the Weekly Top 40 talking to some babe who's beating the heat by sitting next to the pool naked. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. And it makes Corbin no, I just so love that. Oh, yeah. I just love that cheesy juxtaposition of, like, this place sucks. Oh, the smog, it's choking me. And then everybody's just grooving, listening to, you know, some bucking 80s babe next to a pool. Right. On the radio. Cool. No road rage, just a so we meet our our first character played by Corbin Burnson. Do you guys know what the lawyer's mm-hmm. name is in the show? Forget. I I can give I have a guess because they never say it in the first fifteen minutes, but I can read you the episode one description. Sure. Which makes as little sense as what we're talking about. Cusack defends an unsavory client. Becker offers look over. A woman's offers to look over a woman's divorce settlement. Becker. Brackman challenges Kelsey on her handling of the case. So I assume he's Cusack? No, he's Becker. Becker's the one with the divorce. He's definitely Becker. Burnson is Becker. And can so he's waiting in traffic and he hustle and bustles into the office. Can I get another one? How about that actress that plays the receptionist? Can't so we her. come on like just classic. You can't go to Central Cassie and find a better '80s receptionist. Like red hair, a little bit frumpy, just waiting for you at the door. What do you need, Mister Grossman, or whatever the fuck he Becker. said his name was, Grossman? Becker. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm hung up on Guzman. Grossman. Becker. Um, he shows up. And I gotta tell you, he's getting lauded a little too much, applauded a little too much for. He's he's like it's seven thirty in the morning. Like, that's not. It's not that early. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, he had a, how many hours of traffic for the Chuck D's talking to some babe next to the pool, and he's been in traffic since five thirty a.m. Right. All right. Yeah, I don't want to be too. I don't want to be too critical. Like I said, I suspect I go. Oh, Becker's early. Great. He's definitely You didn't get there as early as the as older partner. Someone she's got to make up, and they, exactly. Uh, he gets in. We know it's hot because holy Hannah does this office stink. There's a powerful stink in this law office, in this very powerful law office. Give me that spray, he Corbin says. Bur- yeah, give me the spray. Just he assumes the a- AC goes out in LA, the building stinks. Yeah, right. I hate how this stinks when the air conditioner goes out. Again, the AC goes out in this high-powered law office quite a bit, it seems. He must have he must have had a lot of bodies in his office before. Yeah, a lot of BO. Had this we're, experience. We're, we're, we're on the... We've just passed the middle 80s, so maybe, you know, like, AC, up-to-date, you know, antiperspirants. 
uh, uh, moving right along, would you? I would still. So a guy comes in, points a gun at him because he. Yeah. So he gives him a shitty divorce settlement. So Becker is like kind of this divorce lawyer because this law office does fucking everything. Um, because that's how law works. Oh, there's a little cliffhanger because we established that Corbin Burnson's character is a hot hot dog lawyer who handles any spicy case because the fucking punchline before he gets the gun in his face is like, well, he can show his sexuality anywhere he wants. Yeah, I know, but it it was just a kid. <laughs> so they they take any case. Sure do. Sure do. Uh, so this guy, this, this, um, beleaguered ex-husband who old Becker, you know, got a sweetheart deal for his ex-wife comes in pointing a gun at him and it turns out like he like fires it, nothing happens and he leaves and the receptionist comes in. Right. And she's like, um, do you want me to call the cops? And his response is like, no, it's just a starter pistol. It's like, no, you still call the goddamn cops, don't you? If it's me, oh, I do. Scare the bejesus out of me. It's still kind of like a gun, right? No, because no, because there was like a gag, and you're you're left to assume it's the cops. Because I maybe I wrote it down different. Because it was like, do you want me to call the professionals? That doesn't make any sense to me. He's like, no, it's just a starter pistol. And she goes, no, I was talking about the smell. Oh, 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 that's, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we find out that the smell is one of the senior partners has died in his beef stew. Right, died overnight. Boy, is he stiff. Real stiff. And then we hit the introduction, right? Which, again, killer killer intro, but if you notice, kind of classic intro, you see the comings and goings. But it's like all, it's a very long intro and it's all comings and goings. I, um, I, I wish this starts was with traffic and, and doesn't leave. Basically, no. in, in one form or Zoom another. on a city. Car door slamming, trunk slamming, then everyone coming and going, entering a room. Thank you. I want a bell yep. going off a every time somebody, the, huh? somebody goes through a door. Or somebody turns a corner and has to like flatten themselves to get around somebody like, whoa, hey, hey, hey. It is nothing but um, uh, uh, traffic. Yeah, not the uh, road traffic, but it's just traffic after traffic after traffic. The way it's set up, you're led to believe this is just a snapshot from the episode or things that will happen to these people. Like, just in, in random, you know, like, what they make fun of, which is what I loved, because it was like, yeah, that was every introduction. Like you said, huh, someone walking into an office, someone getting off an elevator, and like, oh, my files! Yeah, it went it went on for a while, but that kick-ass music made it, made it, I guess, it, it wasn't, it was, that mu- it's oddly juxtaposed, right? Like, very, yeah. very banal office walks and traffic. But yeah, that game song was killer. Shredding. It was a shredder. Office locks. Do they? I think so. It's Bochco's thing is kind of um, like not the the interpersonal relationships of the lawyers. Not do they yeah. eventually get to practicing law, or are they just walking and talking? 
Green yeah, realism is sprinkled in. Uh, as the expert get... who watched an extra 10 minutes of the show, I can tell mm-hmm. you it very much gets into the the legal very. aspects of L.A. courtrooms. But you within, go to the courtroom? Within the, oh, yes. Within the 15 minutes, and it has to do with the case we're talking about, which I guffawed a little bit because, one, oh, yeah. it takes it very light on a very dark subject. So the, oh, it gets it, just the levels of darkness on this story. I was like, yes. when are they going to stop? The main case, this guy comes in and he's talking, he's uh, talking, to, he's in the police station. And he's like, where am I going to see my client, Preggers or whatever, Pregners or Pregent or something? He goes in and the cop's like, yeah, your kid's in this room. I was like, oh, it's a punk kid. He's like, his daddy keeps calling. I was like, oh, it's a punk rich kid. Tell my suit suit. And he goes into the room. This lawyer's like, all right, you know, like you can tell he's got a history with this guy. And he's like, he's like, well, what's he being charged with this time? And he's like, assault and rape. But still kind of like casually, like, yeah, assault and rape. He's like, oh, geez, this kid. And they keep referring to him as a kid. He goes, it's a 40-year-old man in a, in a, <laughs> in a blazer. He's Out like, of date, yeah. Suits. Yeah. So I was like, oh, it's all like right. like Dice Clay or something. Basically. I was like, oh, here's our here's our young man. And he does still plays it like a young man. He's like, so when am I getting mm-hmm. out of here? He's like, you, you raped somebody. And basically... Again, within the first 15 minutes, spoilers, he's like, no, I didn't. Us threes guys raped somebody. We paid $50 for it. It's like, uh... So he right. and his goony friends, because the story, I was like, that's when it got dark. Because like you said, Haas, they walk in, they set the table. And he's like, it's me and my three friends, but we paid 50 bucks. We got mad when we ripped her wig off. So we met her at an after-hours beer place. And, you know, we did our thing. Like, Gannick said, Dicey Clay. It wasn't an after-hours like, beer place. It was a gas station. Because he had said... fucking leukemia. Oh, God, yes. Like That's why she had a wig. Yeah. So they sexually assaulted and <laughs> the fucking... Harry Hamlin, who plays the lawyer, is like, well, she said she said no, and she was screaming. He was like, oh, yeah, she was screaming, all right. Oh, so dark. It's like, God, Jesus. So, one, it's a gas station, because he's like, in whatever, however he wants to church it up, he's like, we went to an after-hour beers place and bought six-packs. You don't buy six-packs at, a like, a cool after-hours bar. You buy six-packs at a gas station that's still open. You got a sex worker. You, Mr. Mm-hmm. Rich Guy, who's... I love the '80s, whose law firm relies on his one million dollars. I want to talk to my dad. Uh, you and your three friends split the 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 tab, bill, the tab on a fifty dollar sex worker, which is uh, it, it's already hard to. That's to. eighty-six money though, so count for inflation, please. And then, yeah, Casey, you get into where he, he's like. So, you know, what do you want me to say? We paid for it. And he's like, she's got leukemia. And he's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> but then, like, when he's walking out, he's like, you think he's going to have a little, like, change of heart after he's like, you're not getting out of here. He's like, call my daddy. He, he, he knows, judge. He gives your firm so much money. So you get your first book of drama. Yep. The first case. This guy is a... Entitled douchebag. And this was right before, this was the first commercial break. He goes, wait, 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 lawyer. 
does uh she really got leukemia? Stage three leukemia? And he goes, Yes. Can you catch that? He goes, off to a hams commercial. God. And uh do you guys want to hear the very end? Speaking of uh do you wanna Oh no uh we get to our fifteen minutes? Uh, uh, my, our 15 minutes is a cliffhanger coming back to Henny's question of whether we embrace the procedurality because I was like oh the cliffhanger is them arguing over whether they're going to hire a new associate oh, that's right yeah yeah, yeah. That, all, all right. around that table that's right you got your shysty lawyer if I can say that who's like doesn't give a shit that the partner dies he's like but is he, he what's, what's going to happen with the tax audit he's working on that ain't gonna. That ain't gonna stop for no funeral. I don't know why I'm getting. And we, you know, we, we, <laughs> we very past LA it to set up the spiciness of like just where LA law is gonna be is oh they're gonna deal with the cops and how rough the cops are because we get our Jimmy Smith is one of the lawyers in the show. Sure is, and he's down there fighting with a cop and I was like it's the best cop name is it's McCluskey <laughs> McCluskey's yelling at Jimmy Smith saying tone it down Jose and he's like my name isn't Jose it's you know Javier or whatever his name is <laughs> like, of course they gotta set up and if the cop's name is he's like oh, you'll be seeing me McCluskey yes he says he says I'm gonna kick White your guy. butt McCl- you lay one hand on me McCluskey and I'll kick your butt I'll kick your butt Kick your fucking butt. Clusky his pants over his non-existent butt. He says, good luck, Jose. So, unbelievably, and tell me if you don't... That all happens for 15 minutes. So there's your first 15. Fuck! We forgot there was a gag, and I couldn't tell because the YouTube thing was so pixelated and chunky. Is this... One of the first mainstream trans characters that we encounter in the first episode of L.A. Law. Who would that be? Of who are you speaking? When they're moving the body out, the partner, and he's like frozen solid from rigor mortis, and they're dropping him everywhere. There's that like nerdy yuppie who's flirting with the new girl, and he keeps like talking to his buddy about like oh wow she sure is <laughs> and I couldn't tell I just he, I thought it, I thought it was a guy he was like strange brew and I had to look up what that saying actually means what does that mean and I was the like I could look it up like yeah no the strange brew guy heart. like oh no she's a strange brew oh does that mean right I don't know. That's why I was just, I did I made the note and was like, you know what? If I'm gonna do fifteen minutes at a time, I'll find out in a handful of fifteen minutes. I I that was not revealed to me. I will say this, it's not a spoiler, but if you were to watch the first fifteen minutes and then watch the last another one minute, what yeah. you would who you would meet in a prison cell is a this is hypoth- well this isn't hypothetical but it doesn't tell you what happened except for this somehow something shifted and i guess it's all about la and money that the sex worker with leukemia is the one in mm-hmm. jail now 
who has to do <gasps> six months for quote unquote telling the truth, and she's talking to uh, the lawyer on the other side, Harry Hamlin, who plays the lawyer for the for the rich kid, and he's like, "You could just this could all just be over if you just uh, if you just drop the case." She's like, "Or this could all be over if you just go through with it." And she's like, "And go through a court case like this, get draw or get dragged through everything." He's like, yeah. And she's in jail. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, hey, for what it's worth, if you were to get out of here and shoot that kid, I wouldn't think any less of you. And she goes, yeah. All right. But I would. Dun, dun, dun. Steven Bob. Advocating for murder. Now that's a fucking lawyer, I like. Yeah. Or he, he, oh, what he said, I'm seeing right, now, yeah. I screwed up. He said, I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. And she goes, that's the difference between you and me. I would. Ah. And if it was a real good show, Harry Hamlin would have killed that guy. I guess the, not only, that's, that's, my, there's a little reality in it for you. Speaking of the, the real politic we were talking about before, if you do have money, not only will you get off, the person you sexually assaulted <laughs> will end up in jail instead. I'm in jail. You're in jail for being abused. But so, who knows? I can't believe this, pre- this premise hasn't been made into a show yet, but a lawyer who... Uh, we'll, maybe, we'll say he's really bad at being a lawyer. So he gets off. Yeah. He, he can't get any of his clients off. But then he... Uh, if it's a really bad guy, he goes out and and uh, does justice himself. Vigilante well, lawyer. I mean, there was like a that. little known Vigilante. '90s show called, I believe it was called Forever Night, K N I G H T. Okay. In which a detective who found trouble with the law also happened to be a vampire. So at night he would murder. All of the scumbags, he could not only the bad ones. By, by dusk. <laughs> I like that. I like that. <laughs> That's dope. Okay, it was good. I kind of like. <laughs> Let's Henny. do Tabula Forever Night La Rasa. I like Henny. We could pitch Vigilante. <laughs> oh, Vigilante! <laughs> I see what you mean. And did. his dad has to mow lawn. Someone in his periphery has to mow lawn. His sidekick. Mows lawns. Exactly. That's how he gets. That's what he did to put himself through law school. Lawn school. Lawn school. He yes, he opened a lawn school to put himself through law school. Teaching people. He's saying he got to lean into that lawn thing. He's just like, oh, his best buddy mows lawns. That's all right. Here's the mow lawn show. But he's a lawyer and he kills people. Through a through a a crucial typo, he he. Typed one extra letter, and now he's going to law school instead of lawn school, as he had hoped in his, his entire life. I just want to mow lawns. I'm so good at the law, though. That what is am I a, doing here? Huh? That is a pretty kind of. When they said past the bar, I literally walked past a bar. I think there's kind of a beautiful premise there in a smaller sketch where somebody. They're talking about how difficult it is to That's get cool. into law school. 
It's very stupid. Very, 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 very stupid. But there's definitely some bone. There's some soil. You can there. hang some good gags on that. Oh, though. Like yes. that's how you get. Yes, you can. You can. Uh, you can mulch that turf for sure. Lawn school. Because uh, even if you lean into, if you want to start with a very car you can afford, if you make partner cover of unfrozen caveman lawyer. Take that bit. You start in a court. All this guy's references are very lawn based. Thank you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Even or, if you start there, it's still funny. But you can you can morph it, and it also ties into that movie being there, that Peter Sellers movie. What about? Did you guys ever see that? Yeah, where he was just the fucking gardener that yeah. wandered out to the real world and became the president. So, what do you have to do to get into law school? You have to pass the bar exam, right? No, that's to become a lawyer. Yeah. There's a certain test you have to take to get into law school. LSAT. The LSAT. LSAT. So somehow you just have to, in my opinion, you or in, in a, just throw it at spitball here. You have this conversation about how oh, this guy's studying so hard to get in. You know, and this this test is so hard, and these questions and the way they lay it out, and then it turns out. He like, you know, swipe. Guys, I did it. I got into loan school. And they're like, you'll never pass the barn exam. And then the it, cuts, it cuts to a courtroom where he is defending a, you know, one foot by one foot square uh, of turf. Oh, this oh, chunk of Kentucky blue deserves more water. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I was getting hung up on the LSAT, so the LSAT was like the L L hat, like the lawn colon hazardous and just like it's a lawn test. Something. There's the LSAT. And he's like, but I thought you were studying for the L-Mat. LSAT. Yeah, the lawn seasonal um, adjustment. Almanac testimonial. Oh, the lawn season adjustment. Almanac testimonial. Duh. You know, it's supposed to rain in June. Like, ah, boy. I'm going to lawn school. It's been my dream. I've always wanted to go to Harvestered <laughs> Lawn School. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, sorry. Lawn school. Well, I mean, it can't be any worse than L.A. Law. Can we be honest? I mean, look. Yeah. I, I wouldn't watch that show again, would you? Other than maybe you guys need to watch the last five minutes to make sense of the last one minute that I watched. Slowly but surely, we'll chip away and see. That's true. Yeah. And that first 15 minute clip, I was like, okay, I get it. I get why it was on. I get why it was popular. Get it? I get where Boston Legal and Ally McBeal came from now. I also brought it up with Ashley after I watched it, and I was like, I'm getting like a fucking madman vibe from this i was like i wouldn't be surprised if andrew weiner loved la law and she went you know what actually because harry hamlin is in the later seasons of mad men sure he was only cast in that show because uh weiner loved fucking la law well what you talk if that wasn't happening before Bosco does have something right with creating these characters with layered storylines I can't believe yeah. they needed two hours. I was so amazed when I clicked on that last minute and they were literally concluding the case that they started with. Like, God knows what they meander through in this 
very bizarre, dark, yes, but odd case. Um, yeah. To, for lots two of, hours. Lots of elevator passes. And, yeah, I would say so. And flirting. No, they leaned into that melodrama of, and the following of the characters and, like, the minutia of relationships. Like, that's all those hospital shows are now. Yeah, it's like, oh, a guy with a weird thing, and then, like, oh, I fell in love with her, and then he fell in love with me, and then, oh, we got another <laughs> sick person. Like, back to the weird thing. Yeah, back to the, oh, God, the guy's thing was a worse thing. Yeah, I still would much rather watch an episode. Just change the thing Law. to case. The guy's case was a weirder case. <laughs> yeah. Give me an L.A. Law over a Chicago fire, I'm, I'm sure. And and with that formula, Casey, you can do it with anything. Lawn school. Even lawn school. Oh, lawn school. See, there's more possibility. Because I was going to say, but if you do it with fire, this fire, oh, the bigger fire, the it's fire's the same. Lawns, different. Different yeah, people, different locales. Shrubs. Yeah. Depends. The, the entire landscaping industry. Shrubs, it, definitely. Yeah, it's a whole landscape Cobbles. of storylines and arcs of and possibility. Yeah. Is that a lawn pun? Did I miss something? I didn't get it. I was, <laughs> it's a whole vast landscape of uh, <laughs> sure. Miss the landscape, of course. That's how we pitch Let's, the show. We have to use lawn yeah. puns in the pitch of the show before oh, yeah. they throw us out a window. I mean, once we, we get them all, all in, of our in the pitch, in the first 15 we, minutes of the pilot. <laughs> can't do that in the actual show. We can't save the barn exam for the season finale. Yeah, you got to hit them hard with the barn exam. Like, why one. is that associated with lawns? I mean, like, well, there's lawns outside of barns. I mean, you got to put your tools somewhere. Am I right, guys? Where am I going to park my mower? Ah, in thank you, barn. Casey. Yeah, it's a tool barn. <laughs> it's a yeah. equipment barn. <laughs> This is a big fancy lawn school. They have a barn. They don't have a shed. They have a barn. Maybe. I'm that young upstart who came from a rural, lower level lawn school, and we had sheds. Fish out of water. There you go. I mean, the thing about our lawner, uh, lawnier, lawn and order, lawn and order, lawnier, Mister Deer, Jay Deer. <laughs> Just saying. And his buddy Honda. <laughs> Don Honda, of course. Of course. Because you guys. Let's see him Oh, thanks, LA Law. At least they. Yeah. It brought us. It brought us somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd vote for. I'm writing lawn in on my 2020 ballot. Just voting for a lawn, any lawn. Any patch of grass where I can put Any my patch foot of green, down. green grass in the U.S. of A. So, if we're talking about conviction, to 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 steer us back, because somebody is going to be listening to prior to this, a pretty maybe the most extensive political conversation we've had without talking lawns until this point. If there were mm-hmm. a to cycle back, if there were a third party ticket this cycle. Of Warren, Bernie, Bernie Warren, whatever. Would you vote third party ticket? That's tough, right? Maybe. Mm. Just maybe. I'm with a just maybe too. 
<laughs> and that's really I think, know, scary. Because don't you have I don't to think of the two, my, my literal let's, dream ticket. Yeah. Let's hypothetically say it's Biden and Klobuchar. Yeah, Bernie and Warren and, and whomever. I just say that because she misspoke at a rally. And I was like, that, yeah. I'm so happy to join the ticket. I mean, hmm. uh, 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 I think and she fumbled so hard and was so embarrassed. I think she was offered something and was like, I think I just fucked this up. Because if you genuinely just fucked it up, you'd just be like, ah, yes, I just spoke. I'm so happy right. to be here, man. Um, so I'm just so uh, Ashley and I have been laughing at the idea of Biden Klobuchar. That is such a poor. Okay, so that's the least exciting ticket. So you have those two. You have Bernie and Warren, and then you have Trump and Pence. I think the independent could steal enough from both. And like, I wouldn't say it's not going to be a landslide, but I'm saying that it would be a nail biter. At least it's a late rounds victory. Maybe they go on points. Why on earth? Now I can't get over this. I heard the same gaffe. Why on earth, strategically, do you add Klobuchar to your ticket? There's no reason. I, I, the one reason I can see is a bullshit reason, but or no, it's a, it's a fine reason if you're trying to target people, which everybody is, is because she's a female. But she garners you the same votes that you already have. Same person. Right? Well, it's like Hillary Clinton choosing Tim Kaine. Yeah. Yes. It's a white guy from fucking Virginia. Right. I guess the least thought... exciting person you could fucking think of. Mm-hmm. I forgot he was a a pulp. Like forgot he a, existed. You existed. said Tim Kaine. So I think was like, why the fuck did you pick law? him of all people? And like, choose Warren and at least get some get something else. Where That's she, what I was hoping. That ticket. Biden? No, she's not going to join Joe Biden. That would be. He's not going to ask her. He's not going to ask her. He should be on his fucking knees. Never ask her. her. Any bad blood between them? I don't know why not. All the people who finance Joe Biden don't want fucking her. Yeah, but Mm -hmm. but they'd make sure. I think she could ensure that he gets the that he gets the white. I know. That would that would I would be happy to vote for that ticket. And that's why I know it's not going to fucking happen. That would be, I'm a little, I mean, she doesn't, oh, that's one thing people, we're just getting down. Again, my Dumble opinion. Yeah. <laughs> I am surprised she, I guess I'm not, I'm not surprised, but that she hasn't endorsed Bernie Sanders because she got so mm-hmm. much shit from uninformed Sanders people that like, that she's a spoiler of some sorts, which is, which is bullshit. Um, and which, and now I think that since I thought maybe she'd come out and endorse him and she does not owe an endorsement to anybody. That's for sure. I thought if she were going to endorse him, she would have done it by now. Cause today, as we speak, is kind of a, the next big day of, of, um, voting delegates. And so the fact that she hasn't come out and endorsed anyone yet. I think is a good possibility that she's just like, fuck you guys. I'm just going to no, ride this out. Not She now it. has a, a calcified base. She has the calcified base that Bernie had after 2016. Why? By her not endorsing anybody, she just was like, I hear my people. Okay, I'm going to do it. And like, that's what you got to do. She's she's gonna live to fight another day, and she's gonna run again. You think so? she has to do? 
She could have she could have endorsed Bernie in 2016. She didn't. She abstained. I feel like she got burned by Hillary. I feel like she was made a promise for something to step out of it. Because if she endorsed Bernie in 2016, that would have pushed him over the top then. Okay. But she didn't, which is totally fine. Like she can do whatever she wants to do. Sure. Um so I feel like her now, she's fighting the, the Democratic establishment and then she's also fighting the the Bernie wing of new people brought to the process and she doesn't owe either side really any. No, not at all. To endorse Bernie would be to take those people under her wing, but they she doesn't like those people because they're some of them are very nasty online. Sure. Sure. And they think she's the usurper. So like I, I I see what she's doing and she's just living to fight another day. I didn't anticipate Which she needs to do her potentially having another run. I think she could beat the shit out of Joe Biden in twenty twenty four, that's for sure. If she, but and Joe Biden did say he only wanted to serve one term. I haven't heard him say that lately. But when he got in, yeah, fuck yeah. When he got in, he said, or did people, were people outside saying like, maybe I'll vote for Joe if he promises to only run for one term? Am I putting that in his mouth? I thought he promised to only run for one term. He said said something to that effect in the debate. I remember hearing him say that. Yeah. Great. Do you think he'll do that? Fuck no. No. Not a chance. They will prop his fucking... Cheat fucking Swiss cheese brain up like they did fucking Ronald Reagan. They'll run his ass again in four years if he wins. Yeah, I guess. I guess my closing on that is our lives are not dress rehearsals, and we only got this one go around. At least there, there's a lot of aspects. But in this reality, in my opinion, we got this one go around. You got you got a finite amount of time. And are we ready to to have the next... I don't want Donald Trump to be the president. Obviously, he's the worst president we've ever had in my lifetime. I didn't live through other shitty presidents. I'm sure they were really bad. In fact, I know they were very bad. Um, so I certainly don't want to live through that tumult. But this is a, not a dress rehearsal. Eight years of sleepy, bumbly, dumbly... Like Biden, the poo, like confused, glad handing, just uh, I don't know. That's pretty boring too. I say we have a crazy fight over the next like few months of a hardcore third party ticket, and we shake it up a little bit. What do you say? I mean, that's the only outcome is that is that people get so angered by what happened in twenty twenty that they're like. Okay, can we just vote for someone else? Like, can we just, and we can. We certainly a thousand percent can do that. It, uh, uh, like you said, Henning, it's not democracy. And in this day and age, it's governments. And we had a socialist running for president. His name was Eugene Debs. He ran three times, and the third mm-hmm. time, he actually garnered a respectable percentage of a vote that nobody thought could ever happen and then they threw his ass in jail for like 14 years or something like that so i think uh revolution is is very hard it's very hard to buck the the system and we're not even foreseeing the very 
so many variables. Is there a chance that this virus thing gets so out of control that they hold off on uh, voting days and Trump calls illegitimacy and pushes things back because it's so uh, things are so hectic and out of the air and maybe things kind of just get eh, shoulders up and maybe we'll have an election in 2024. Right. Right. No. Call military law or something. Emergency. Uh, also, no election. I mean, if that happens, Ashley told me there's pictures of Donald Trump shaking hands with a man who has coronavirus. Oh, yes. 100%. So if, that, if that were to happen, then we, I, don't, I feel like we wouldn't have to wait too long. Right. Yeah, I mean, it would be, you know, um, there, there would be we'll just some... vote from our phone and it will, the fix will finally be in and just put your thumbprint on your fucking iPhone, send your dumb vote away, and then they can do whatever the fuck they want with it. Well, here's the thing. Thank you, coronavirus. Here's the thing, coronavirus. For a, If they came up with a legitimate voting system that is legitimate and not totally corrupted and um flawed if you could vote for home for the first time because of the coronavirus and it was a legitimate system a third party ticket would win an rp sanders warren, warren sanders yeah. in a landslide uh we could write them fucking in and they would win and be like please don't vote for me we still vote them in and they're like okay i guess i know how to do it so many people it is so stupid that one, you're not automatically registered to vote when you're born in this country, so you don't don't have to worry about being turned away from the polls. And two, that you cannot automatically, whether it's for, by your phone or write in ballots that people already do mail in ballots, that they don't just mail you a fucking official ballot with your, you know, yeah, stamp on it that mail. you can mail in. The only reason they don't do it is exactly what you're where talking about is the club. Because if they do that, yeah. the club gets infiltrated by, what did you say, condom nerds? Commune nerds? Oh, yeah. Commandionards. Commandionards. Or whatever it was. No, it's true. That's when you get what they're most scared of, like a European style of like, fuck, we got the fucking guys from jerk practice here. One of them, because they garnered just enough vote to have one guy in fucking senate that'd be good no 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 he keeps pitching this bill for a lawn show he doesn't even know how bills work that's his show this is an hbo call him the esteemed lawnier from south carolina (laughs) because he owns a mower it's the lawnier party because we'll mow yours I cede my time to the lawnier from South Carolina because <laughs> what else are we gonna do? This whole system's gone to shit now that we can vote on our phones. <laughs> because of this guy, we got more filibusters, <laughs> and it's just his podcast with his friends. Uh, yeah, that was my. Uh, I feel like uh, more importantly than my dumbbell opinion, which you've heard, Henning, uh, knock your two cents mm. in it if you please. Oh, uh, you got homework, Eddie? No, not homework. I, just, I have a feeling you disagree with the with the um, uh, uh, potential for this hypothetical third party that you would probably still vote by Globishar. 
Um, white, no, red, I think white I would, toast. I would have to vote for Bernie Warren if they if they would never do it though. I think they're as scared as anybody yeah. about splitting the vote. So you, you know, I don't, I don't, like we always said, I don't think Bernie really wants to burn down the system. Oh, I just I followers 100% do. agree. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think he's playing. I get, you know what? Uh, no, I I've said what I say. I'm I'm with you, Henning. I think it's way far too hypothetical. I agree that Bernie is proposing very left wing socialist ideas, which is exactly what you need to do to to get something a little more compromised. You have to go fucking big. Mm-hmm. You gotta go big, and then you you they chisel away the way people chisel away. Make sure. The insurance companies can get a little nut here mm-hmm. and get a little here and ensure that their constituents, meaning their lobbyists or whatever, are taken care of. And then you get a compromise. But you get something a lot bigger than if you're compromising right. from the middle. Well, that was the that was the thing about – that was one of my three fears about, about Bernie, that he wouldn't – yeah, he goes big, but then he doesn't – compromise he's get stuck on his ideology and maybe can't can't work his way to actually getting anything done because he's uh holding out for the pure version of his law that he wants to get passed sure. second his age and ageist, third yeah. ageist, ageist. <laughs> which is the same concern as every every that's oscar's concern about you old <laughs> old henlock that's what uh, I my parents when they were down here they went to a Bernie rally with me they went to a Tom Steyer shrimp pander fest fried shrimp pander fest <laughs> they went to uh, an Elizabeth Warren um, rally starring John Legend um, did uh, Steyer ooh. promise Lutheran reparations is that why they were down there <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing they went to is a Pete Buttigieg town hall no Chastin. But a Pete Buttigieg's town hall, the twinkle in my dad's eye, like I went and saw them. They went early. It was early in the morning. And I went and talked to them. I saw them in the afternoon. I said, so how was it? My dad goes, I just saw. No, first he said, one, Joe, uh, Bernie Sanders. He's too old, man. He's too old. I didn't even provoke it. I went, what did you just say? He said, he's just too old, Hans. Because I just got done listening to the next president of the United States Crazy. speak. I'm talking JFK, Don't. Hans. Okay, <laughs> Jesus. Okay, all right. All right. Okay. He's like he's young. Don't get he's me vibrant. wrong, Biden. Good ideas. Biden is. I don't know if physically older, but he seems older. So I have even more concern about him. But anyway, to finish my thought, the sorry, I thought the the perfect mix in between uh you know the pragmatism of 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 a biden and and the the idealism of bernie would have been warren oh, for sure you know, I, I think i think she should have she could have she's gonna sit there fucking the ivory tower hunting taking selfies with her fucking dog drinking beers with her husbands and not doing shit for anybody else yeah i think <laughs> i think you're right the responsible informed um, uh, person does agree with Warren. I I do. I yeah, I, I do am too. not 
necessarily a responsible person. That's why I like the, I'll use the word again, acerbic fight of a Bernie Sanders. I did in 2016. It carried over here. I'm not a fool. I know Elizabeth Warren is a much more competent president than, you know, uh, a, a little bit of a temperamental gentleman. But Bernie I the like Barbarian, excuse me. Headlock Bernie. <laughs> Bernie the Sandstorm. But I, 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 I think he's unconventional enough to go against the most unconventional president again in my lifetime. Pro- as far as convention goes, probably the most unconventional president of all time. Really. I think. At least in the modern era. For sure. In I'm the- sure there are more. Like Maybe Ronald history, Reagan. Probably, maybe Ronald Reagan. But, like, but Reagan played It's like the arguing... Game. Like inflation, like yeah, is Andrew Jackson crazier than Donald Trump was? Yes, different time. Could if yeah. Donald Trump could, you know, or Donald Trump beat a man to death with a cane because he, he pulled a gun on him? He would, except for he's a pansy, fat loser. He's he fat loser. I wish, I wish, I wish people, I wish we lived in the era where somebody could go up onto the Capitol steps against Donald Trump. And not like be tackled by security because he wouldn't Andrew Just Jackson go at him with a he stick. wouldn't go at him with a cane. A hefty stick. He, you know, when you like run upstairs too quick, turn around and try and run upstairs, so he trips and he's going up on all fours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a fucking grossy rich guy from eighties New York. He's eighties. He's L.A. Lawson. He's L.A. Lawson. Bringing it back, L.A. Lawson. All right. All right. Say, fellas? I think that we've said all we can say. Got LA Lawns out of it. I think we rung yeah. all we can out of that from that episode. Yeah. yeah. I think we solved the third party question in America as well. Did we? Mm. Yes. Mm. Absolutely. We solved American politics. And Come on, I feel like we um, had the inaugural and finale episode yeah, last. The first of L.A. Lawson, which is great. Oh, you only need one. You only need one. We plant the seed. It's for the next generation to take it. We've, we've set the table for you. Mm-hmm. Again, there will be a uh, Chicago Fire podcast mm-hmm. episode 25 years from the future where they're like, alright, it took place in 2017. It was based on Chicago PD. They had Chicago Ambulance. And this is Chicago Fire. This woman with leukemia starts a fire. <laughs> Anyways. Sorry. All right, fellas, who wants to take us out? I Go got ahead. him. Good night and gut and oh shit, I fucked it up. God damn it. Good night and sod bless America. Oh! <laughs> Holy and he jumped on all of you. That was a all dunk. of you. He just dunked just on you. Just out a little. No way. How did you? Henning's been waiting to end this episode for forty-five minutes. Yeah, since we started episodes, more like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> son of a! All right, all right. I'll stop it. <laughs> I'm editing that out. Jeez. All right. <laughs> all right. So that can be the name of the. The episode, Side Bless America. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce, yeah.